Okay, friends, uh, again, welcome everybody. Just quickly, just a quick check-in as we do it in Arial. Uh, just type a couple of words about how are you feeling right now and how are you arriving on the call? Very relaxed, oh, nice. Feeling okay, all right. Pressured, oh, okay. okay. Because of the lot of tasks or something else. Lots to do, yeah, yeah. There's the sense of overwhelm that comes up when we have lots to do. Slightly challenging day with stakeholders at work, having to stop and breathe quite a lot, yeah. I mean, that's such a brilliant practice to pause and breathe when we have a sense of overwhelm. Feeling organized, spend some time earlier planning out my week so I feel on track now. Okay, now this is very interesting. With mindfulness, we can also look at these needs, right? For example, so many times people say, I've heard people saying, and I also say this, I need to be very methodical. I need to be very planned. And a little disruption in how I want to be happens suddenly you will see a surge of emotions and that's where we can use more mindfulness i call it as mindfulness in action so sometimes when our need is not attained to or satisfied some disruption will happen within as we start watching those disruptions then we will also come to peace with sometimes our needs not being met so this is mindfulness in action I'm feeling very enthusiastic, just that my eyes feel very heavy. I'm not used to spending so much time on the laptop and doing webinars. So I'm using some eye drops regularly. <laughs> okay, let's sit uh, as an arrival practice. We will do a guided body scan. This is what people are feeling right now. So it's a good opportunity to settle ourselves down come to that inner potential of peace again. So what we'll do is uh, we will start with some longer in-breaths and longer out-breaths. Remember, you don't have to force yourself to breathe, but just a little longer inhalation than usually you would have and a little longer exhalation. But the, the attention is on slow and soft breathing. And as we say every time, when we have a long in-breath, the practitioner is aware of the long in-breath and the practitioner is aware of the long out-breath, okay? So we will do this for three to four cycles of the breath, little longer inhalation and exhalation, and then we will start the guided body scan practice. Okay, so if you're ready, just thumbs up and if you've got the instructions correctly. Okay, so let's sit in a supportive posture, keeping our back straight and gently closing your eyes. Let's begin with a few moments of gratitude. Like few of our friends shared on the chat, there's so much to do, lots of things happening. And yet somehow we were able to find time for ourselves. So expressing that gratitude to the divine for allowing ourselves to give these moments as a gift to ourselves. Let's now begin with slow, soft, and a longer inhalation. Slow, soft, longer exhalation.
And always remember the mind will wander away in any form. And our intent is not to struggle with the mind. Just be mindful whenever it wanders away. Now let's just settle into our normal rhythm of breathing, keeping your attention on the breath, either at the tip of the nose, as the breath travels in, being fully aware and being fully aware when the breath travels out, resting your attention on the breath. Breathing in, I'm aware of my head. Breathing out, I relax my head. Breathing in, I'm aware of my face. Breathing out, I relax my face. Breathing in, I'm aware of my neck. Breathing out, I relax my neck. Breathing in, I'm aware of my shoulders. Breathing out, I relax my shoulders. Breathing in, I'm aware of my arms. Breathing out, I relax my arms. Breathing in, I'm aware of my forearms. And breathing out, I relax my forearms. Breathing in, I'm aware of my chest. Breathing out, I relax my chest. Breathing in, I'm aware of my stomach. Breathing out. And relax my stomach. Breathing in. I'm aware of my back. Breathing out. I relax my back. Breathing in. I'm aware of my thighs, breathing out, I relax my thighs. Breathing in, I'm aware of my knees, breathing out, I relax my knees. Breathing in, I'm aware of my calves, breathing out. I relax my calves. Breathing in, I'm aware of my ankles. Breathing out, I relax my ankles. Breathing in, I'm aware of my toes. Breathing out, I relax my toes. Let's just become aware of my body from head to toe, letting go each moment. Let's take a deep breath now. 
gently opening your eyes. Let's spend some moments and comments and questions. I'm just going to take 30 seconds. There's a lot of noise in my background. I'm just going to fix it. Okay, sorry for that. Okay, so let's have a few comments and questions. It felt nice to release tension that I didn't realize I had in certain parts of the body. Yes, uh, while we are just homebound, a lot of times we're just sitting and working, the body accumulates a lot of stress. And I keep saying this, whatever is the impact of the stimulus, we feel it's only on the mind, but subsequently it is also on the body. The body takes a toll. So therefore, it is uh, necessary to consciously relax the body. I've had a very fast-paced day today. Performing the body scan feels like an amazing way to pump the brakes. Such a palpable sense of slowing down. Yes, I love this practice. Uh, and in fact, I've been reading some Buddhist scriptures on uh, how mindfulness of the body can help us in many, many ways. And there's, uh, there are great benefits of this practice. And one of the quotes that I remember is eventually when we get rooted into this practice, it also helps us to come to equanimity very quickly, which means unpleasant experiences, we just become a witness to it. Pleasant experience, experiences, we are not drawn into it. And uh, that's when we can remain balanced and it's a very, very powerful practice. I like following the voice cues and it stops my mind from wandering. So I focus on the practice. Okay, yeah. So maybe someday I'll record this and then send it to all of you, if that helps. You take your body for granted, so it's very refreshing to be mindful of different parts, absolutely. In fact, one way that I start my day at times is as soon as I open my eyes in the morning, rather than just rushing out of the bed and hustling, that's what we usually do because in our mind, we've already slept the earlier night that the moment I wake up in the morning tomorrow, I have 10 things lined up. Maybe we could just, you know, pause, breathing in, I relax my head and let go and then just do a quick body scan like this and then start the day. Then of course we have so many things already lined up, but starting the day feeling rushed, maybe not serve us well. Okay, so today I will use some music, uh, soothing music for our practice of sounds. Uh, let's just test it for a minute. Uh, I'm just gonna play it and just check with all of you if you can hear it clearly. If you're able to hear this, just give me a thumbs up, friends. Eva can hear it clearly. Others? One second. Uh, David cannot hear it. One second, let me just... Sometimes Zoom malfunctions. I can hear a ticking noise. Okay, let me see with the volume increase. Let's see what happens.
Can you hear it now? Okay. Can you hear it now? Okay, great, yeah, okay. So we'll do this roughly around five to six minutes, friends. So let's again, closing your eyes. Don't get lost into the music. Just remain with your breath. Whenever the mind wanders away, into the music or thoughts, getting it back to the breath. Thank <laughs> you. 
Let's take a deep breath. Okay, how was this experience? Uh, what did you notice about the mind, about the body, about the music? Sorry, sometimes uh, some practices come easily to us, uh, then we should try and also radiate at times. For example, mindfulness of sounds uh, used to be very difficult for me. And uh, now I have started settling into it. Otherwise, my mind is to constantly wander uh, and I used to actually feel very agitated. The music is good to drag my mind back. Yes, we can use it as a support. In fact, if you realize, that uh, when I was, I don't know how many others felt it, but when I was with the music, I could find these ripples of sensation arising in my body. And it was a very different experience. The ebb and flow of the music creates moments that draw your attention to it, but it felt like it fades away as well. Yeah. So this is a fusion of Tibetan bowls and the flute. I feel I was on the verge of a sleep state, but feel more refreshed now after the meditation. So yes, so if you actually observe what we did with the support of music is it's just, it, it has a twofold effect. One, if you see the state of mind also starts slowing down, but uh, the body also starts settling down. And these are the more subtler, higher vibrations of the brain that that it releases and therefore we feel a state of relaxation, calmness. So now you can also find your own music which soothes you uh, and then use music as a support to do the mindfulness practice. The only thing that we have to be careful and be mindful is that we don't get lost into the music. So I like the comment, my mind went to Rajasthan 
but then I gently brought it back. And that's what is the practice. I also had some visuals coming up with the music. Then sometimes the tendency is to get lost because those visuals are very pleasant and we get drawn into it. Then we become mindless, so we've lost. Then we recognize and come back to the present moment again. Okay, now we will do a short contemplation practice, but uh, uh, which I am carrying forward from the last session that we discussed about self-compassion. And uh, one of the ways that we can become aware uh, of how critical we are towards ourselves is by becoming aware of the narrative in our mind. So for example, let me give a few examples. Consider this, I failed miserably versus I actually learned an important lesson. Now consider this again. Oh, it's too far-fetched. I will never be able to do it. Or I can make steady progress every day. Or consider this again. Uh, I was so stupid to make that decision. How could I? Versus next time I can be careful and do a thorough analysis before I make a decision. Or next time I will also pay attention to what I feel in my gut. So I think when we use narratives like, oh, that was a miserable decision. I failed miserably. I can never do it. I'm not as strong as others are. Or other narratives which do not make us feel empowered. Somehow that narrative also has an effect on our emotions and subsequently our actions. And if there's this constant narrative of self-judgment, criticism, doubting ourselves, before even we start thinking about affirmations to replace the dysfunctional narrative, we must just become mindful. So for example, uh, last time I remember when the music did not work, now suddenly one narrative came in my mind saying that, oh, the music was a disaster today. I imagine this is such a big word. It wasn't a disaster. It just didn't work. You know? But I was in my head, I'm going, it was a disaster. Then I said, okay, let's become mindful of what is happening. And then I said, okay, the music did not work. I can try it again. And therefore, I tried it again today. But this is what I call mindfulness in action. And it's very important to pay attention to the narrative that we have, especially when our needs are not met, when we don't meet our own expectations, when we don't get the desired results. Uh, and therefore, as we discussed in the last session, uh, then we start comparing ourselves, beating too hard, uh, being very overtly self-critical, and then we get drawn into that spiral. So now, what we'll do is we'll do a short contemplation and the contemplation, we call this as mindful contemplation. The contemplation is just delving on the fact that whenever I have challenging moments, when I have not met my highest aspirations or expectations, what, is some of, what are some of the words that I use or what is the narrative that goes in my mind and once you have some reference points, we can just pause, breathe mindfully, and then ask ourselves a question, just into that mindful inquiry. How can I replace this narrative? Or what could I specifically do to not play this narrative again and again? Yeah? Okay, so if you have got my instructions correctly, just a thumbs up. I'll also in between add some leading statements so that it helps us to go into the contemplation. Okay, great. So again, finding ourselves a posture, which is supportive for the practice. And I'm sure so many things are happening in our life uh, so let's just go into a recent past, just maybe last week, something happened where you are unhappy with yourself or you did not meet your highest aspiration and expectation. 
let's just recall what was the narrative that you used to describe the event and the narrative that you used to describe yourself. And as we say, from the present, we can still look into the past with a deeper understanding. And if you look at the construct of language, language is what we use uh, either to uplift ourselves or pull ourselves down. Last week when we discussed self-compassion, we use the support of language again to, to think our way to compassion. Now, after having reflected on the narrative that we use, and at times it can be very dysfunctional, let's just pause. Let's breathe for a few moments mindfully. Just acknowledging, not criticizing, judging, but acknowledging our self-narrative. And now with the energy of mindfulness, let's just for a few moments contemplate on how can we become more mindful of this dysfunctional narrative. And what are some of the words that we can replace and remind ourselves so that our internal dialogue also empowers us. Let's take a deep breath now. Gently open your eyes. Okay. Let's pause for a few moments to reflect on the practice. So any comments or sharing and questions? a big personal revelation about my narrative and how dysfunctional it has been, okay? 
Now, what happens is sometimes when this is revealed to us, now we have to be very mindful not to self-criticize. Oh my God, I was using such a horrible narrative. That is not what we intend. After having done, after having reflected and some revelation, then the element of self-compassion. Okay, I see for what thing I see things for what they are, and now with self-kindness and compassion, I can make a new choice. So mindfulness is about reflecting, contemplating, and holding that space with tenderness for ourselves. Imagine. This is exactly what we do to a team member. If the team member comes to us and says, I have failed miserably. Oh my God, I can't ever do it. How would we support the team member? We would support with kind words, hold the space for them, encourage them. Imagine if we criticize our team member in that state, what is going to happen? I think we have to do the same to ourselves. I had a couple of incidents last week where I was quick to become angry. My internal narrative was instantly self-admonishing, yes, and very harsh and disappointed in my own behavior. Self-compassion is so important because this allows us to learn and grow from the experience. Exactly. You know, I had a similar experience a couple of months back because we also hold some, we also hold highest aspirations for ourselves or the kind of person that we want to be. And sometimes if we don't be who we want to be, we can actually become like David says, very self-admonishing. And that does not help us to uplift ourselves. That time we can just see, okay, I did not meet my highest aspiration and I accept it and hold myself with tenderness, being kind. There is a higher possibility that next time the way we held ourselves in tenderness itself can be very transformative for us to take new actions and make new choices. Uh, like I said in the last session, this is a wrong belief that when we beat ourselves too hard, the performance will improve. Maybe it is very counterproductive and there's also good amount of research on this. I feel less attached to uh, uh, and identified with the narrative, but still found it hard to change the narrative to something less critical. Yes, yes. Yes, I feel the same as David. It is very hard to change the narrative. I only got a flat line. Yes. Now, this is our first step of contemplation, saying that, look, uh, I can see that uh, I can't have an alternative choice and just see that I have been very, very hard on myself. Just watching this can slowly take us on a new journey. And this is not a one-time destination. No? Imagine today we use empowering narrative. It does not mean that tomorrow uh, we may not go to our past patterns again. So it's work in progress. So for today, it's a great start, David and Rosemary, that realizing, oh, I am not able to think of anything else, but I'm just with the critical narrative. That's it, that itself is a very good start, I feel. So it's not a failure, it's a success because at least, at least it's under the light now and we can see it clearly. That's a good start. Yeah. Uh, and again, this is a very interesting narrative, Rosemary. I got a flat line. Now, instead of that, uh, maybe you could say, I am work in progress. <laughs> I will make slow progress every day. <laughs> yeah, so we have to we have to be more mindful. Yeah. Okay. Now we will do one more practice. Um, some things have stirred up inside us. Now we will also do a practice which helps us to again come back to that potential of peace. So we will do the mantra practice. Uh, all of you, let me just check. Uh, everybody, have you have you done this mantra practice with us before? If yes, give me a thumbs up. I like uh, Rosemary what you're saying. Yes, I will breathe some life in in it. Yes, lovely. Breathing is so important. Yeah. Okay, so I see a few thumbs up that you know what the mantra practice is. For those of you who don't know, it's simple. You choose a word. In India, we call some sacred words as mantras because like we just discussed and discovered, words have vibrations. So there are certain words which have very high vibrations. In India, Om is what we add as a seed mantra. 
uh, for every chant that we use. So it can be Om for you, or it can be just a simple word like joy, or word like peace, groundedness, serenity, whatever word you choose, it should give you a vibration which feels peaceful and a sense of grounding and calmness, okay? Uh, so using that word as the mantra, we silently repeat the word when we breathe in and we silently repeat the word when we breathe out. And as always in between, the mind, as you know, is the monkey mind, it's gonna wander away, but not using a critical narrative whenever the mind wanders away. Just recognizing, returning to the awareness of the breath and the mantra. Okay, let's start friends. Also being aware whenever the mind wanders away, what is the narrative inside? And if you find yourself saying that it's too hard, I can't keep my mind at my one place, then just becoming aware of that. And with gentleness, just returning to the breath. Now you can drop the mantra practice and we will use a image, an image or a visual. Think of an image or a visual which makes you feel peaceful, calm and serene. For me, it's the image of, the, of a pond, a still pond. Now with that image in your mind and resting your attention on the breath. Don't be surprised when you start with one image, suddenly it changes and some other image appears. 
That's the inner wisdom then. Which is free from the oscillation of the mind. Okay, let's take a deep breath. Gently opening your eyes. Okay, so we did a bit of variation in the practice. Okay, final few minutes for comments and questions. Then I'll share one more contemplation of the day that I had, and then we'll close the session. <clears throat> so these words <clears throat> and uh, images that we can use can be very strong anchors for us. Whenever we feel a little stirred up or hassled, little anxious, maybe we could just take a few mindful breaths, use this visual or a word to anchor ourselves again and uh, collect ourselves, come to that space of equanimity. I felt more drawn into distracting thoughts, images through this meditation compared to others. Yeah, it's just that sometimes uh, I'll, my body is more used to rice. Uh, I am slowly getting used to eating chapati or roti. So we, therefore we should try different kinds of practices. So for example, when I was doing one of my courses, I met somebody who had lived in the monastery for 15 years. And I was asking him his experiences. So he said, initially, the sleeping meditation was so difficult for me. I went to a point of hating it. Then slowly I practiced, started easing into it. Now I've become adept at it. So we must, otherwise what happens is, then, then this builds up and goes to a level saying, I can only meditate in my room only. I can only meditate when the curtains are closed. I can only meditate with a certain music. And then that starts becoming a pattern. So not to fall in the pattern, you must try different variations. Visualizations feel quite effortful for me. I can feel myself grasping to hold on to the image in my mind. So quite likely, David, you are more auditory than visual. For example, for me also, visuals don't come very easily. I have to strive, like really work hard. Then you just drop it. And you will see when you drop it, there's a faint visual that comes in front of our eyes. It's not vivid as it is for different people. They can say, oh, I saw the ripple in the pond very clearly. And I have to go, oh, my God, how is that person able to do this? Uh, but I just have, when I say I have a visual of a pond, it's it's an hazy visual for me and that is my process so you just stay with what is your process don't work too hard towards it whether it's hazy uh, comes and goes or comes in the form of a movie everything is okay that's our own subconscious process to figure out the world and if that becomes too difficult just drop it use the mantra there is a different time for rice and paratha. Yes, there is. So, uh, so therefore what I do is some days uh, I sit and I just close my eyes and I say, what is inspiring me? What kind of practice should I do today? And then I, I had thought that I will do mindfulness of breath. But when I sit in the chair, then suddenly a thought is that, no, no, I should do mindfulness of sounds. So not rice, paratha today. So then I go with the paratha. <laughs> okay. And my contemplation for the day is uh, connected to the narratives. Uh, this narrative that we continuously use, 
without paying more attention or and being mindful then leads to issues like depleted self esteem constant comparison but if you look at it it all starts with the language actually and uh, so for example and that language not just becoming mindful of the narrative but also how your body feels because mind body are integrated it the the body also takes an impact for example if i say oh my god that was a disaster i will collapse my body will collapse with those words that i'm using but say that hmm i learned an important lesson my body will be different in reacting to the narrative so as when we pay attention to the narrative also pay attention to how the body unfolds that experience for you that's greater wisdom than just paying attention to the mind paying attention to the body very very important that's where we will start integrating ourselves okay that was my contemplation for the day so let's close any final comments just drop into the chat box or you could actually also come off mute and speak if you feel inspired but thank you very much for joining everybody and uh, i wish you a great week ahead thank you thank you everybody peace to you and everyone and rosemary for you the mantra for the week will be i will breathe some life into it thank you everybody thank you thank you nitan welcome bye 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 for now bye 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 andre andre you are on mute yeah kathy said yeah. to ask you what was the music what was the music okay i will give you the link that i found out it's called indian flute and tibetan bowls okay on youtube yeah okay fantastic thanks buddy uh see you, you a little bit see you a little bit later today yes take care okay. bye okay bye bye bye